are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Again, it's Eye on the Prize. Wow, so soon. What, it was like three days since the last recording we did for this? <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, has it been? Well, because really? of Casablanca. We just did like three, four days ago. So Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah. Now yeah. It. <laughs> was it that forgettable review, man? We- <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen. I record so many things and do so many things. I'm like, I'm now that I'm actually trying to be like a proper, responsible person, trying to keep track of things. I actually lose track of things. Oh, I don't blame you. That's happened to me a couple times too. I'm just like, what did I do this last week? Kind of thing. So, no, I I totally get that. Which, uh, who's doing a lot this week? It's uh, my good co-host here, Shaquille Lambert. How you doing? Otherwise. I'm good. You know, I, to- I told you about my launchy debacle in my quest <laughs> of being a responsible adult. It. It fucking sucks. I'm just amazed that you have that much laundry you've piled up over that much time, you know? Dude, because, again, I don't want to go out and spend money at the damn laundromat. I just want my damn washer fixed. (laughs) (laughs) This is bullshit. Wow. So hopefully that gets resolved soon. But um, uh, I don't know if he's actually doing laundry too. But, hey, Bradley Martin's also on this podcast. How you doing, man? Hey, doing great. Uh, Enjoying fatherhood. Um, yeah, maybe. how's your? Because uh, uh, for people who don't know, Brad just had a kid recently. Uh, well, his wife had a kid. He didn't have a kid, but uh, I did not. No, no. <laughs> no, it was a junior situation. <laughs> <laughs> I am not but, a seahorse. No. Yeah, but how's your kid um, doing? It's doing great. Um, I don't sleep. In fact, <laughs> about four hours from now, my wife will probably ask me, "Oh, how was that podcast thing you did?" I'll say to her, "Hey, that that was a dream. That didn't happen." So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and I I get it because I mean, because how many kids do you have total? I forget. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say on this, I have seven children. Oh, what? Wait, wait seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, man, I, I actually, uh, I really enjoy being a dad. So it just hey, keeps no, happening. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it's I'll have idea. a. That's cool, yeah. but yo, that's still wild. <laughs> Are you sure you're not a Latter Day Saint? That's a big Mormon family there. If I ever saw one, well, <laughs> I, anyway. I haven't slept for years. I might be, or that might have been in a dream I had. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, and then it's just me, Justin Zarian, your host with the most. Uh, you know, the head of the prize fighters, as we call call ourselves. Never really on this podcast. <laughs> never. I like it. I'm putting it on some shirts. Okay, the prize fighters. Yeah. I feel like there's a copyright on that. I'm sure there is, and that's why we don't ever use it otherwise. Yeah, but, um, yeah so uh, a few things happened this last week, and I felt like, well, it's partly an excuse to cover those, and partly because, well, Davey and I got to say our thoughts on what was the big eight nominees and who we think will make it, but Brad and Shaq haven't yet. So I want to give a chance for them. It's like, we went extensively on it last time, but I want you guys to say your picks for like, who you think will make into certain categories? You got an underdog you're rooting for, or who's a lock kind of thing? It'll be it'll be fun. We'll, we'll get some good material on that, I think. So okay, okay, yeah. But first, uh, we're gonna go through some news with some big um, preliminary nominees because, well, you know, part of the whole thing with the award seasons for the people listening, there's tons and tons of precursor awards. So you know, film critic societies and various groups who will put out their picks for best of the year, and. Usually there's not a lot of crossover to like actual <coughs> Oscar contention, but it's at least an idea of showing where the wind is blowing. Like you see where certain people are raising, rising and falling within groups. So 
it's kind of part of the fun. You just see, oh, well, this week, Willem Dafoe is like top pick, you know, best supporting actor. And then it's like, oh, and then Sam Rockwell. Just oh, gets- don't remind me. <laughs> but and, and it just happens. Like, it's not saying Willem Dafoe is bad. It's just sometimes, you know, things go one way where it's like, oh, this guy's picking up momentum. Or, oh, a big political thing happened. Or, oh, James Franco got sexual ac- uh, assault accusations. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so the first big one here, and this is only big in that it at least gives you an idea for a smaller category most people don't talk about or take seriously best documentary feature now this is the group the um oh what is it? the critics choice documentary awards uh so this is very early on and i'm surprised they have it out in like october but and it's very it is... specific <laughs> that's such a specific group well sure but i mean you know it's funny because you say that but documentary is actually a big branch in filmmaking like uh back at byu my undergraduate um, even though we have a semi-big film program, it's mostly leaning towards, like, critical theory than production, almost every yeah. professor who works there is a documentary filmmaker. Like, all the way through. Oh, no and, she... Yeah, well, and I actually, mean, like, um, I feel, I feel like it's a, it's not, not an easier topic to do, but, the, like, there's more ideas based in real life rather than compose like, thinking of, like, an entire fictional thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sense. one of those kind of badges of honor to say, like, oh, I made this great documentary about a sensitive subject, something like that. And it's like, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes they just go into, like, obscurity, like, just the endless amount of Netflix documentaries. But sometimes people will cross over. Like, um, one of my professors actually won the South by Southwest Documentary Prize three years back, so. Oh, yeah. Um, to be fair, the thing is, that, yeah, like, the documentary is kind of, like, at least in nowadays, in like the age of like the mega blockbusters, because we don't see as many as there used to be, I feel like that's why I think of it as like, oh, this is just kind of tiny. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is that it's just that there's so many films being pumped out on a regular basis that documentaries just get pushed off to the side so often. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you won't get anything that like takes the world by storm. Like, say, like, remember when like Bowling for Columbine came out and that was like the big thing? Oh, yeah, that one, Fahrenheit 9 11, uh, you know. Like, just like, just like random one, hoop dreams and shit like that. Oh, yeah, like you don't awesome. see that. Any- oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> hoop dreams great. But that thing is like you don't ever see that anymore in like big theaters, unless it's like yeah, it's got Michael Moore's name attached to it, or it's like the Mister Rogers documentary that we'll talk about in just a second. Because um, yeah, among the top nominees for best feature, now most of these you probably have not heard of, people in the audience. But keep in mind, some of these are kind of like the big ones to look forward to Oscar season. So um, let's see, in the order from alphabetical. Uh, you got Crime and Punishment, which is produced by Hulu, so I'm sure you'll find that there easily. Uh, Dark Money from PBS, which I've never heard of. Uh, this one that seemed to come out of nowhere, and it's like everyone's saying this is the best documentary of the year, next to uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Free Solo from National Geographic. Uh, which, what, what, um, what is it about, So I, if you know? So at least I'm showing the picture here. It's one of those kind of like rock climbing nature documentaries kind of thing. But apparently... People have been just raving about this one, like top tier reviews. So I'm just like, okay, Jeez. yeah. Um, there's Hal, the one about Hal Ashby, the director. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, we had talked about that one. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Nick and I covered it on Breakfast Pub, and then uh, yeah, it was really really cool trailer. Uh, Hitler's Hollywood. I'm just curious by that title. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Minding the Gap, which is also on Hulu. Uh, RBG, also uh, from Participant Media. Uh, three uh, three identical strangers. Which you heard about this film, right, Shaq? I'd heard that title is familiar, but I don't remember which one it was about. Yeah, so this is the one where it's about a experiment that was conducted back in the sixties or seventies, where they actually had 
a, a case of triplets where they separated the triplets and put them into different classes where one was sent to a upper class family, one was sent to a middle class, and one was sent to a lower class family. And they wanted to see how their lives would progress, even though, you know, like, like split up like that. But then out of the blue, all three of them found each other just incidentally. So it was just huge because wow, yeah, they didn't know <laughs> they were identical crazy. identical siblings until after they discovered it's like oh, I have an identical twin. Oh no no, I have two identical twins. It was just <laughs> insane. Apparently, this crazy story. Um, but yeah, that's with Neon and CNN Films. Uh, then there's Wild Wild Country from Netflix, which this one I've heard about too. Whereas this is apparently of some crazy like super cult that existed in Oregon, and this is the story behind that. So. Uh, and huh. and then the last one, of course, the big one that's the most popular one. Won't you be my neighbor? The uh, Steve, the Mister Rogers uh, documentary. The, St- the Steve Rogers documentary. <laughs> Steve, Mister Rogers, same person, you know, <laughs> all American guy. <laughs> so I know a lot of these that you probably haven't heard of in the audience, but at least the ones I've been seeing tracking a lot on these big lists for best feature. Won't you be my neighbor? Three Identical Strangers, RBG, and Free Solo. Those are definitely some of the heavy hitters to keep in mind. But, you know, out of this list, I'm curious to see all of these ones. And I'm sure the more we see future awards being announced, we'll see more of, like, who is the solid contender in this category. Yeah. At the very least, you just immediately sold me on Three Identical Strangers. I got to see that story. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that one was yeah, it's pretty interesting. And, in fact, it's so good. They're actually, because, you know, it's Hollywood, they're already adapting a motion picture adaptation, like a fiction biopic. So Of course they are. Yeah, because apparently originality is like this, like, foreign concept in Hollywood. <laughs> when you actually get a writer down to not read a book or not look at another movie, just write a script, you know, just just, just tabula rasa, put it on the, on a piece of paper. But, <laughs> you know, eh, that's, that's an old way of thinking about things these days but anyway um the big one i want to talk about though this is the major like first uh award list that came out this is the gotham awards and uh no it's not about batman so oh, <laughs> Just, you stole my you ruined my opportunity for a joke before <laughs> i could even make it well, and it's also not about that TV show that I think is actually very underrated. So just Damn saying. it, you took the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta jump on those Shaq, man. You gotta you gotta jump on it. <laughs> but no, this is um so this is interesting. The Gotham Awards historically are usually like the first ones to put out lists like this. But it's it's strange because they put it out so early before a bunch of other films come out that it's kind of more of a what we have so far list. Because, I mean, you know, Vice, nobody's seen Vice. Uh, and then a bunch of other, like, December releases, The Mule, um, what else? You know, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, a lot of films they did not see. But it also gives an excuse to shine some films that kind of went under the radar. And I'm curious to see if any of you guys have, like, seen or heard about these movies. So, okay, all right, first one here. And also, I have last year's list. So for people who want to know... We can have a compare and contrast between this year's nominees and last year's nominees to see who actually made the cut when it came to Oscar season. And how is that going to indicate for this year? So uh, first up here, we have the best feature. So these are the top five films they nominated for like best film of the year. Uh, obviously, if Bill Street could talk, made it up to the list. So, hey, yeah, yep. listen, last year was team get out on everything. This year is Team Beale Street on everything. Yeah, and uh, Beale Street actually got quite a few nominees this year, so we'll go with that as a second. But um, uh, First Reformed actually was the top, that and The Favorite, which also was Best Feature, those two were the top nominee getters at this year's Gotham Awards, which I didn't know First Reformed still being talked about in Oscar in awards contention. You know what? I was surprised, too. That was one of those things I'm like, 
because it came out what june july-ish yeah if not even sooner like it came out in the summer and that's one of those things where like you don't really think about it that much because people people came out with a lot of praise but i didn't think it would like sustain long enough to make it to at least like award season but hey yeah i mean it's working out for it so hey yeah because i think uh the only person i know who didn't like it very much was davy and like one other person i heard a review from but so far everyone's saying at least like yeah Ethan hawk's great in it it's a interesting like it's a very different movie that's at least the thing people say the most it's like you, you, it's not what you're thinking when you're going into the film but uh brad had you heard about that film yeah i've seen that film oh you saw it okay yeah first reformed on one of our earlier episodes um, Davey was saying what he believed would win, and you said, you, you know, you picked your horses, and I and I, I remember saying, I don't know, you guys, Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke <laughs> in First Reform, that's what I'm thinking. And both so that's of what I'm saying, like, uh, with this case, do you feel like the, <laughs> this many like nominations are, yeah, yeah, do you think these many nominations are deserved for First Reformed, in your personal opinion? Um, well, I'm not much of a critic myself. <laughs> <laughs> but... First Reformed, yeah, if I think about that for a minute, I end up thinking about it for an hour. And I don't know why that is, why some people are like, eh. And I'm like, it's a transcendent look into my soul. I'm staring into the darkness of Ethan Hawke's eyes, and one of us is going to blink first. And, yeah, I, I think it'll easily make it to Best Picture contention. Okay, wow. Yeah, I know, because I think Ethan Hawke, I've always, like, I even said the last episode, it's like, I think he's kind of like my sixth or seventh contender for my picks, but Dang. hey, that's cool. I mean, and also um, the guy who wrote it is Paul Schrader, which, who also directed. He's the guy who wrote Taxi Driver way back in the day. So that's pretty cool. He also did The Canyons and also the super shitty fucking Dog Eat Dog, which <laughs> oh. I don't recommend anyone watch. <laughs> don't. No, I, I haven't seen that, no. Okay. It's an awful, awful <laughs> garbage mess of a movie wow okay well i'm not saying he's always done great movies i'm just saying he did at least one really good movie from back in the day (laughs) (laughs) but um the other two best feature nominees which i'm surprised because i haven't heard much about these movies since they came out um madeline uh, madeline's madeline which interesting title don't know much anything about that film but um the other one i heard about was the writer this one that kind of came and went through theaters had you guys heard about that one was that the, oh, wait, is, is that the one I'm thinking of? Is that the one with the horse? Yeah, well, no, no, that's uh, Lean on Pete. I think that's the one you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, that's this, it. This, this is about Pete. the bull rider who shouldn't bull ride anymore. Or should he? What are your dreams <laughs> worth to you? Yeah, because apparently uh, he <laughs> suffers a, fa- um, a near-fatal head injury, and he's uh, trying to figure out his identity as being part of the homeland, no, sorry, the heartland American culture kind of thing. It's like, yeah, what am I if not a bull rider kind of yeah. thing? And apparently it was a female director who did it too, uh, Chloe Zhao. So, okay. yeah, that was a big deal where it was like, yeah, you know, this is a great movie about male ego coming from a female director. Kind of Hurt Locker-ish almost in that sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great comparison. I haven't seen it. I actually missed the chance to see it. But I've always been uh, kind of like interested in the bull riding tragedies. So it popped up on my radar just randomly. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that's going to be any good. And here it is on this nomination list. Now, having said that, I actually bought Lean on Pete the other week. So I really want to see that film because I heard it's really underrated. So that's cool. But anyways, um, also they announced for Breakthrough Directors. Now, it's weird. They don't have a Best Director category. And a lot of these are actually Breakthrough categories kind of thing. It's like, oh, this is a prediction of who might become a big star in the future. But um, some of the picks they had for Breakthrough Director were really cool. So they had um, Ari Aster for Hereditary, which, awesome. Love that movie. Uh, Bo Burnham for Eighth Grade. I really, really need to see that movie because I hear how great it is. Um... 
Jennifer Fox for The Tale on HBO. Have you guys heard about that one? Is that on HBO? HBO Go? Yeah, that's the one with Laura Dern where she's reliving a uh, a, tr- uh, a tragedy that happened where she got yeah. sexually exploited by a teacher. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, this is this is yeah. new to me. Sorry to the audience. I, I attempted it, but, you know, definitely watch with caution. I'm going to finish it, but it's it's very, very heartbreaking and sad. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard. Because it was up for an Emmy this year for best um, TV movie. So obviously it's not yeah. going to be Os- Oscar contender because of yeah, that. Absolutely. But, but still, great. that's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, it's, it, it made a big impact when it came out. But um, this other person, his name is Crystal Moselle for a movie called Skate Kitchen. I've never heard of that movie. So <laughs> I have not. Wait, either, no. actually, I feel like I heard that name somewhere. I don't remember where I'd heard it. Uh, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think it had something to do with Jaden Smith or something like that. I <laughs> oh might boy. be wrong. It might be another thing, but just don't quote me on that. I'm just going to look this up. While you well, I just pulled it up. Uh, apparently, it's a uh, teenage skateboarder makes friends with a bunch of other skateboarding girls in New York City. So essentially, it's mid-90s, but set in a more current day. So that's what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Jaden Smith's in here, I'd be impressed. But anyways, um, the last one here. And ah, I- yeah, he is in it. He is in it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so it is the thing I'm thinking of, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then the last one here, I'm excited too. Uh, Boots Riley for Sorry to Bother You. Which which is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see it because that's also another one that I was like, there's a lot of really, really good things in it, but I don't know if it'll get any awards recognition when I really think it should. Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to try to push it for being, like, like subversive best original screenplay contender, but it's going to be a very uphill battle against some other big nominees. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because especially with the way that movie turns, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, it goes so out there that it might just go out of, like, favor with a lot of people. Because yeah. the thing is, it's, like, it's very different. It's just not perfect. Or not perfect, but not... It doesn't fully stick its landing. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that one's coming out on Blu-ray this week, too, so I'm hoping to catch that. But um, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I, I try to catch it in the theaters. I just never got the time to see that one in particular. Oh, sure. Do you know anything about it? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait. I, I'm excited. Just, I was going to say, do you know anything that happens in it? No, I've been avoiding the spoilers for the Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Avoid everything. Ooh, it's, that, it's a ride. This will be a fun time for next episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, so, so yeah, then uh, screenplay, the nominees were The Favorite, which I am super stoked to see this one because Yorgos Lanthimos, the guy who did The Lobster and Killing of the Sacred Deer, doing a period piece. If I could uh, just say, uh, this is the kind of writer that really makes you ask the tough questions about your life, such as, what kind of animal would I want to be? Or... Who am I going to murder in my family to stop a death curse? You know, it's a very interesting writer. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of the existential questions like, why am I here for a lot of people watching this film? But yeah. no, uh, actually, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very slow on the train for Yorgos Lanthimos, but all my friends love this guy as a director. And funny enough, he's not writing this movie, so it might be a little different than his previous works. You Ooh, know? This, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very, very excited to see that. I, I love when directors don't write. So we can really see what their their tricks and uh, their quirks actually are, rather than leaning on their their written word. You know. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, and I've actually heard that people said this might be his best film. So maybe it's like, yeah, let someone else like interpret their work, see what you can do with it. But anyways, um, the other nominees: First Reformed, of course, Um, Private Life, the movie that Brad and I reviewed from Netflix. Uh, I'm super happy it got recognized somewhere because this movie's great. Yeah, same. 
Absolutely. Uh, I know, Shaq, you probably haven't heard. Um, have you heard about this one? Did you hear the review? I'd heard the title, and I know Paul Giamatti's in it. That was it. Yeah, yeah so basically. Um, oh, actually, and also Catherine Hahn. That apparently everyone's like, she's amazing. She oh, is. Yeah, I know, because this is the woman who did The Savages with Phil Seymour Hoffman and Laura Linney back in the day. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, now that you say that, that sounds funny. Yeah, no, because this is her first film in 11 years since that movie. So it's pretty impressive. But um, yeah, and then there's uh, Support the Girls, which I'm so bummed we never got a screener copy for that. We requested it. We yeah, tried. Yeah, that one, that one I, I kept hearing about forever, and I wanted to, but nope, we never got anything. Yeah, and then the last one here was Thoroughbreds, which if I'm not mistaken, was that the one that had um, Anton Yelkin in it also? That's the one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that was his last film. But uh, yeah, I heard mostly good-ish stuff about it, so I can't really say for sure on its quality. Yeah. That's one of those ones I'm going to try and catch before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I have a list of, like, this is my catch-up time of, of these films I'm going to catch up on, especially during the holidays. That's going to be my big time. Yeah. Um, Because also I'll be with my girlfriend so she can actually watch it with me and appreciate it. But anyways. Hey. <laughs> um, so then Best Actor. Now, I'm very curious because there's a lot of great nominees on here, and I'm curious who's going to make it. So you got Adam Driver for Black Klansman, which... So, which I'm... I'm one of those questions. I'm like, is do they not have a best supporting actor in this? Like, uh, not for this one. No, there's only breakthrough actors, and then I think I think the thing is they merge actors from like lead and supporting in certain categories. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because actually, um, the other one who I know is a supporting actor contender is uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? I, I know he, for a fact, is campa- uh, campaigning for supporting actor this year. So. Um, gotcha. So yeah, that's that's weird, but all right. Yeah, like, well, okay, just saying that too, because I know uh, you've seen Black Klansman, right, Shaq? No, I actually haven't. Oh, okay, because I know a lot of people... I, I missed that. I wanted to, but I missed out on it. Yeah, that was one of the things where it's like, I know that Adam Driver, I think he's campaigning for supporting, and people have said he's great in the movie. So it's a matter of, can he make it, because he's going to have a really stiff competition this year. But uh, that's... that's oh, yeah. Um, but then there's also Ben Foster for Leave No Trace. Again, so happy that film is getting recognized in something this year. It's really, really great. Um, also, it's just great to see Ben Foster get recognition in things because he's consistently underrated. Yeah, underrated. and this is one where yeah. it's like he's playing yet another crazy person, which he seems to really like doing a lot, playing unhinged, nutty, <laughs> or imbalanced characters. I mean, he's really good at it. Oh, yeah. And this is probably one of his best. Like, this is the most sympathetic one, I would say, out of the, the last few movies he's done. Um, Ethan Hawke for First Reformed and then Lakeith Stanfield for Sorry to Bother You. So, which hooray yeah um then for best actress now this is one is interesting because everyone's saying this movie at least if not the movie this actress in this movie is great and they're saying she might be like lead contender for best actress it's a uh, glenn close in the wife which i know of i i know it exists but i don't know anything else about this movie otherwise isn't it like it's it's her and what's his name the guy who plays like the high sparrow in game of Thrones. oh uh jonathan price that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's them in this movie where a wife questions her life choices as she travels uh, to Stockholm with her husband and dealing with like some drama around a Nobel Peace Prize. And pretty much everyone's saying that the one thing to stand out in this movie is Glenn Close. And I'm like, good. Hey, Glenn Close, she's one of those like all-time great actresses that nobody gives credit to, you know? Oh, she, yeah. She's due for one, right? She hasn't won? Is that? Yeah, is that she hasn't th- won a single one yet. I think the last nomination she got was for Albert Nobbs back in 2011. Oh, that's right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's. <laughs> I was hoping she would get the the Oscar 
for Cruella DeVille. Come <laughs> on, man. That that's the defining role right there. I mean, to be fair, that was considering that was the first thing I'd ever seen her in. I always just see Cruella DeVille. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a little hard to shake. Like especially when I discover actors and I'm like, you know, oh yeah, Paul Giamatti. I always know him as the dude from Big Fat Liar. That's where I first right. <laughs> <laughs> That was my first exposure to knowing who he was as an actor. So oh, that's rough, um, man. But then uh, also uh, another contender here, and one I really am rooting for to make it: Tony Collette in Hereditary. Uh, she. Oh my God! If she if she doesn't get nominated, at very least nominated, that is a fucking crime. I know, because that thing is like, look, I get it. Hereditary is super divisive. Like you know, either people really like it or they really don't like it. But I think she has a chance to go like, look. Let this be a middle ground. Like, for the haters and the lovers, people at least acknowledge Tony Clinton was great in that movie. So just let, let, yeah. let, let her get that. Let her get that at least. Just saying. Um, and then uh, Catherine Hahn in Private Life, which, yay, she was great. Um, Regina Hall in Support the Girls. Again, oh, I wish I could have seen that movie. I want to see it because everyone keeps saying this. And then uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie called Where is Kyra? Again, I have no idea what that is, but <laughs> but it's Michelle Pfeiffer, so we can't complain. Yeah. So then, um, also most of these, you know, breakthrough contenders, we don't need to worry about it too much because it's like, yeah, it's it's less a prediction of who's actually going to make it to like award season. Just hey, these are big people who came out this year, like uh, Thomasin McKenzie and Leave No Trace, uh, Kiki Lane for If Beale Street Could Talk, Elsie um, Fisher for Eighth Grade. You know, just basically the actors that you know kind of stood out and made their name out for this year. I don't think. I mean, just from looking at this list, Shaq, do you see anyone here who can even make a contention for best actor or actress? Or um, it's a long shot, but I could maybe see like the ones you the the ones that you did mention, uh, Kiki Lane. I could see her get, maybe getting best actress nomination because she is really great in If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, and also Elsie Fisher. That's the one who I'm also thinking maybe they might give it to her. I don't think she might make it to the Oscars. But I think she can make it to uh, the very least like a Golden Globe nomination. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably a safe bet for her. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same with like uh, Yelitsa Aparicio from uh, Roma, which I'm like, I think Roma's going to have a hard time competing for any acting prizes because it's mostly unknown actors for the most part. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good. And then the only one here, again, best documentary. uh, (laughs) The only two that crossed over from that other list we read were uh, Minding the Gap and Won't You Be My Neighbor. These other ones. I don't know. They, you're gonna you're gonna see what you be my neighbor on every single one of these lists. Oh, yeah, I definitely. think that one. I think that one's gonna win personally. Like, like yeah. oh no, it, it will it probably yeah, just too. So. If anything, just because popularity. You know, like that's the one that like you know everyone knows at least it exists. So now it's interesting because I'm comparing it to last year's Gotham Awards. I just pulled up the list here. Yeah. So the Gotham Awards don't really have the best track record for like. <laughs> definitely he's gonna make it but they usually get like two or three per category if that like you know like a couple of notable ones like last year call me by your name florida project get out good time and i tanya were on the list so you know, now that you listen now that you say that it makes me so upset that good time and i tanya did not get best picture right <laughs> nobody saw good time it's depressing you know good time is so fucking good it really is nope. it's not yeah, just good no. it's a great time <laughs> <laughs> And I, Tanya, especially to me, that one was the one where I came in knowing absolutely fuck all and came in just, it came out just like, yo, this is legitimately one of the best things I've seen in a long time. So the fact it didn't really, aside from like the two actress nominations, which I did call from the get. And then it also got editing, so. And editing. Yeah. 
But I was hoping for at least the the picture now because didn't they nominate like what nine movies last year? Yeah, um, I think yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you could have yeah. given that tenth spot to Itania. Yeah, because I think <laughs> last true, year, yeah. let's see, it was uh, Shape of Water, Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, yeah. Get Out, um, Phantom Thread, The Post, and Three Billboards. Yeah, Itania could have taken like the Post spot or Phantom Thread spot. I think yeah, you could take a fucking. Darkest Hour spot for all I care. I, mean, I like Darkest Hour, but yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't be. I would have been heartbroken if it didn't make it. So. <laughs> to be fair, remember Justin, I have a bias against dry ass British ass <laughs> shit. So, ah <laughs> uh, yes, our uh, one of our eye on the prize catchphrases. So. <laughs> 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 how suitable for this thing but yeah oh, no, no i can i can see that like and that's the thing it's like at least saying hey at least two of the movies on here got on to best picture so you get a, a chance for a few of these to compete and then um like see so best documentary feature the two that made it on to that year's nominees were strong island and i want to say it was ex libris actually maybe not that one but at least i don't think ex libris got nominated okay so strong island definitely made it on there and then um screenplay let's see big sick call me by your name get out and ladybird all made it onto the list so there you go that's a good track record for that one mm-hmm. um which one didn't oh sorry which one did oh uh brad status and columbus which nobody saw those movies oh right okay yeah that's which right. i mean though i hear columbus apparently is really really good i need to check out that one but then uh best actor uh Willem Dafoe made it Daniel Kalia made it and that's it so okay that's a couple <laughs> yeah like I love Her- like Harry Dean Stanton is very consistently underrated uh, but yeah no, I don't think he was gonna get nominated for it and it's so sad because that was his literally his last, re- last performance before he died yeah. so oh, yeah. that's too bad and, hold on a sec and then best actress uh Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan made it so yeah okay so it seems like consistently Gotham Awards get kind of like two you know like two per category or like maybe three at most kind of thing so it's like okay expect to see uh, some of these people actually make it on to possible serious contenders you know yeah yeah i think it's a safe bet sorry about that oh no worries no worries (laughs) so i think that's all i got to say on that any other uh notes anyone to make on that one uh no that's pretty much it yeah no that's pretty quick uh and so uh with all that out of the way with all the news all the prediction stuff it's time for the main event you guys know him you guys know love him uh, Brad and Shaq, I want to hear about your big eight predictions because, you know, Dave and I, we went extensively through this, like for like an hour, we just went on every category and I kind of want to just get like, you know, the big impressions for you guys, who's going to make it onto the big eight. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll let Brad go first. <laughs> okay. So, uh, right. Brad, you're, you're familiar <laughs> with what the big eight is, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Big eight yeah, yeah. at the Academy Awards, right? Well, yes, that is the Academy Awards. The big game. That is what we're we talking no, about. The, Boston... the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> people's Choice them. Awards. Uh... <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, big eight for people who are maybe haven't heard before. Um, best screenplay candidates, so adapted and original. All the acting categories. Uh, best director and best picture. So let's um, let's look at some of the best screenplay contenders. Do you have any like top picks for who you think might make it onto that list? And I'm just taking a look here at my notes. Uh, that'd be exciting if Boots Riley got on there. Was he? Is he a contender? Yeah, you know that, that's what I was saying. Where it's like I, I personally feel like he's kind of like one of those outliers. Like if anyone slips, he'll slip in through in their spot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a potential one. I would say the favorite. I'm guessing is Green Book after its win at was it TIFF? It won at that's yeah. Tiff? It won the People's Choice. The people's yes, Choice. Yes. 
Um, I think that's a top one. I don't know if it's number one, but it's definitely like that's a lock for sure. I think. So. <coughs> yeah. Let's see here. Eighth grade has been changing lives supposedly, but let me just look here. Actually, um, I think that one has a good shot too. I agree. Yeah. So I- I'm gonna have to stick with First Reform though for my pick. Okay, so that's the, definitely this, like you're like you think that's gonna make it in. Yeah, I really I heard that everybody loves this movie, but then when I talk to people in real life, they're like, nah, nah, you're weird. You're weird if you <laughs> in like real life. That. Uh, yeah. The people who love this movie aren't real people. They don't exist in real life. So. <laughs> no, I read about it on the internet. First reformed is amazing, and you're amazing <coughs> to agree with it, Brad. And then I'll meet someone in real life or, you know, whoever, and I'd be like, Yeah, I really liked First Reformed. And their response is always, That's weird. That's weird that you like that. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I've heard there's some very weird stuff that happens in that movie. I don't know for sure. I haven't <laughs> looked at looked at the actual twist, but uh, yeah. So then, um, any other major nominees you would say for let's say original? So you're you know, so there's a few there. So who, who anyone else that you think like might may have a chance? Oh well, I've heard that Roma is a front yeah. runner. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing. So Davey brought up a point that foreign films have a very huge uphill battle to fight when it comes to Oscars. So do you think that Roma could actually put up a good fight in any competition, like any categories this year? Well, I'm really excited to see it. I know next to nothing about it. And I prefer, you know, I prefer to be that way as well before I see a movie, which is kind of a challenge in our social media age. But um, people seem to be going nuts about it. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think it has a shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so then, uh, Shaq, for original screenplay, who would you say are, like, your top contenders? Like, who you hope to make it into the list? Okay, who do I hope to make it in? Um, right off the bat, I'll already say what's already my, still my favorite movie of the year, which is, uh, Blind Spotting. I'm hoping, like, I know if that one's a, a mile and a half if it had to get in, but I love just how well written it is, how sharp the dialogue is. Um, in terms of other stuff, uh, other original screenplays, I think Hereditary actually has a pretty decent shot. Yeah, I mean, like it's gonna be a hard. In terms one, of a, but... like a horror, uh, like a horror film, it is pretty well, yeah, pretty well written. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and then th- there was another one that Brad had just mentioned that I just completely forgot about. Uh, Green um, Book. No, not Green Book. Um, uh, sorry to bother you. First, re- yeah. first Reformed. Oh, first, first Reformed, reformed I think, has a shot. Woo! Um, I would love if Body made it, but I know it won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe Body will slip in for, like, best song if they can compete for it or something. Is there... There, There's no song ah, that they have. Okay. <laughs> best Bummer. makeup? Um, but, uh, yeah, no. Blind Spotting is my number one. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh I know you said Roma, but I don't, I don't think it can get screenplay. It'll, it'll get some other things, like cinematography. Oh yeah, or m- maybe best director and stuff like that. But I'm not sure for uh, screenplay itself. Well, I know a couple uh, of contenders. Um, Vice is definitely contended this year for original screenplay. I thought Vice was more uh, an adapted screenplay, is it not? Uh, at least all the things I'm seeing uh, listed as competing in original screenplay. So okay, because I feel I feel I almost felt like that was being. Uh, Based off like a book, based on like the like the life of Dick Cheney. No, I don't think but, so. But all right, if it's or if it's original, then yeah, you know I could see that. Yeah, and then um, um the other top candidate I'm seeing in a lot of lists is the favorite as being like a top contender. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah the fa- yeah the favorite I could see it because you're go- <laughs> like the Academy loves Lanthimos. <laughs> I don't understand his films, but they're genius. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So I guess anyone else saying like like a like a oh, oh um you know another long shot, but I could I would love to see it if it did get in would be mid nineties. Yeah, I mean that one's gonna have a long battle ahead of it, and it probably won't get in. But I I would say that's a good well, possible candidate. Well, the Academy really yeah. likes Jonah Hill, don't they? I mean, he's two time Oscar nominee Jonah Hill, so yeah, they like they do. It's just hmm. It, it, again, that's <laughs> yeah. also another one that's I don't see it as such, but I would love to see it there. Yeah. And oh, actually, also another super. I'm just naming shit that like I <laughs> thought had pretty well written uh, like stories and stuff. But one that I thought was be well, I'd love to see is fucking searching. It's such a long, another weird one because it's like a very much a, a whole story that takes place on computer screens. And shit. Yeah. But the story is actually really, really well paced, and the way the story develops and how, the, like, all the dialogue is written, it feels very real. Like, it feels a lot more natural than, like, other shit of its kind, a.k.a. Unfriended. <laughs> well, I think people agree it's probably the best of the, you know, movie on the computer screen films ever made, so. Yeah, but, it, like, it is, it has a really, really, uh, really well done story. Okay. Cool. And... Also, the best, well, the the most of the most well written films of the year in original screenplay, the Hurricane Heist. That's winning. <laughs> that is going to be the top winner of the year. Oh, just, just brilliant, <laughs> brilliant dialogue in that movie. Just, just <laughs> so many twists you didn't Excellent. see coming. <laughs> you, you know, I haven't seen it, but uh... <laughs> good luck uh, to I it. can't wait to yeah. see. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see. But anyways, yeah, um, on, so that adapted screenplay. Uh, so who would you say are like some of your top? Like I, you know, people again. They, you've heard my predictions, so you probably know most of the ones that I'm going to say. But so like, let's say, um, Shaq, for this one, who would you say are some of your top picks for adapted screenplay? Oh, I think Black Panther could make it in there. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I know another super super long shot, but I'm gonna t- throw it in there. Um, but, uh, hmm, trying to think what else. You know, I would also argue that, uh, Black Klansman might make it in over Black Panther. Yes. Black, actually, Black Klansman definitely could because they fucking love Spike Lee also. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I haven't I seen. Black I think Klansman. Widows can make yeah. it into adapted screenplay. Uh, yeah. yeah well, that, that, it is an adapted screenplay since it's based on the BBC series. So, yes, it, I think it could definitely. Um, there's not many that's just like springing out to me, at least in terms of adapted rather than original all right um well, the hate you give just came out and that that um screenwriter passed away i'm gonna be morbid i'm being morbid i'm sorry guys but she'll probably oppose, oppose humus yeah, one, oppose that, humus it one. Worked, but to be fair it's been getting a lot of good buzz yeah, well, you know, that's so, the thing that, it's one of those yeah. ones that came out of nowhere apparently we're just like no one expected it to be good everyone's like wow this is like one of the most balanced looked at racial tensions and you know police shootings that we've seen in a long time exactly so, yeah exactly like it, it kind of had that feel of oh, this will be a fun after-school special when the teacher's bored ten years from now and just puts the tape on. Yeah. But everyone's actually loving it. I read the uh, um, the source material, and there's a oh, lot of stuff in there. I thought, nah, they're not going to put this in a movie that everybody wants to see. Apparently, they did put a lot of stuff in there that yeah, <laughs> is actually hard-hitting, you know, kind of nail-biting stuff. And I'm like, wow, that that sounds like it would be a great movie. Then, so uh, it's probably a long shot since. Like you said, people are really enjoying it, and I know adapted screenplay, usually they try to give it to something underappreciated, but I'd say it gets a nomination. Well, I hope it does. Yeah, no, I yeah. think it would be, I mean, again, it is morbid, like you said, but the fact that the the author died literally the day the movie came out, I think does yeah, have a little sucks. bit of a... 
of a power yeah. to it where it's like, yeah, she wrote this really great film that she never got to see the praise for. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Audrey. So yeah. anyways. Um, but yeah, then uh, Brad, any other pe- ones that you want to say as well? Or Well, I haven't seen Black Klansman either, like I said, but I also read the uh, – I forget the investigator's name. I'm an idiot. But yeah, that sounds like a freaking amazing movie because it's so unbelievable <laughs> what these people did to take down um, – David Duke, well, not take down David Duke. That's wishful thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to expose him as a, a buffoon. And, yeah, I, I think that's a lock for a nomination at least. Hopefully uh, Spike Lee gets recognized. But I don't know yeah. if he cares about being recognized, so that's hard to, hard to say as well. Um, if Black Panther did, <laughs> that would be amazing. I would have no qualms oh. about that. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, honestly, um, I, the, I have a question. The only, do you, uh, do you, yeah. Sorry, I have a question, but uh, do you think I think Beautiful Boy could maybe get in? Do you think? I've heard that be a tough one. I heard yeah. that it's just fine, but I haven't seen it. And that's a well, Timothy Chalamet's fantastic. Steve Carell's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's hard yeah, to whether imagine it's the them, writing is whether the writing is strong enough. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard to imagine them giving saying bad or crummy dialogue well I, no i hear what you guys mean is it the best script so i don't know yeah I, yeah that, i don't think yeah. it, i don't think it'll make it in personally but it's 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 a no? contender it's a contender you know i think it's say least. okay yeah but no i know yeah, that so, sorry to, sorry to cut you off there <laughs> no that's all right uh first man people been kind of talking about that i don't know if they're talking I, I about it anymore safe, though yeah i think that's a safe like this probably won't win but at least just get a nomination just because kind of thing so mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and then uh, I oh wow, I just realized we completely fucking missed one of the biggest ones. Fucking a Star is Born. Oh, that, that again. That one's gonna be like a definite. That's a that. lock. So what I actually that? finally saw this movie like, like on the I opening weekend. I haven't seen it. No. Oh no. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is legitimately really, really good. Like the only well, downside is it's very sad. Like like that ending. If you have any connection to <laughs> like dark subject matter, like and I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen the movie yet. But if the topic has like any personal re- relevance to you, you're gonna have a hard time watching the end of this movie. Just gonna say that. So. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I agree, Shaq. I think that one's actually gonna be a safe bet. I think for this year. Huh. Yeah. No. For sure. And then of course the obvious one, uh, Beale Street. I think that one's probably going to get in. So, yeah. Like, why the fuck did I not say this? <laughs> I feel like such an idiot because I've been, I've been like, yo, Beale Street for everything. That should have been the first thing I started off. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, Black Panther over Beale Street? Okay. <laughs> I didn't, you know what? Because I was, I was just like scrolling through Wikipedia, and Black Panther was on the page, and I was like, oh, that was the first thing of like adapted yeah. things. Hey, the the scene. You know, Beale Street. Beale Street ha- to me, that's the one that has to win. <laughs> The, the, the scenes between fathers in Black Panther is incredible. I know it's like five minutes between them in a two hour plus movie, but that's that's good writing at least. Can we nominate that section maybe? Yeah. Best section of a movie. That's a great yeah, Oscar. Best section of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Sterling right K. There Brown nails it, damn it. Anyways. <laughs> that's right up there with best popular film. You know, just those categories that everybody wants. Everyone clearly, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, best supporting actor. Now, this one, okay, so when you say about Beautiful Boy not getting in for uh, adapted screenplay, I think Timothy Chalamet has a really strong chance at supporting actor this year. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that that actually be a really solid one. Yeah, but well, then uh, en- enough of me, though. Like, what do you guys think? I want to hear, hear your thoughts, so. 
<laughs> okay, supporting actors. Uh, 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 what am I fucking? Are we, uh, you know, is it supporting? Get, Are we doing supporting? supporting. I'm sorry. Here, let me, let me. Uh, you know what? Fine, go back to me. I will help stir the conversation up. A bit. <laughs> Please, thank you. So, I mean, sorry, we're in a, we're in a fucking. You're gonna have to cut that whole section out. Yeah, well, so. So some of the things I do think are like uh, big contenders. I mean, obviously, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. I think that like he's got a strong chance. What do you? Guys? Oh, hundred percent. Because even with the people who don't like the movie, I think they're all still like Mahershala is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant, like I said, I think he's like I think he's gonna be that Richard Jenkins nominee this year. Like, hey, it's a good actor. This is one of his better performances. He won't win, but you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I you know I don't think he can get a nomination, but I'd love if he did. Would be Daniel Kaluuya for Widows, he, because he is legitimately like one of the most terrifying people I've seen on screen since like uh, Javier Bardem in No Country. Oh wow! <laughs> like he is scary. That is high praise, wow. sir. I'm I'm hyped for this movie now. Thank you. Dude, he <laughs> like. I, like, I don't think it'll be, like, I, I, as dominant as that, but, like, when he shows up on screen, it is he legit feels like a force. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's see. So then, uh, Brad, anyone that's striking out to you for Best Supporting Actor? Well, for supporting, I'm, I'm always so bad at this because I'm the one that's always committing character or um, category fraud. Like, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> You're yeah, the of guy. course. Of yeah. course, Bradley Cooper from A Star is Born for Best Supporting, right, guys? Uh, he's lead. And, and yeah, everyone's like, he's lead, dude. But then the Academy Awards comes along and we'll see what happens. They always do that. Come on. Bradley Cooper is the director, the writer, and has more or less the most I'm just time saying, in this film. Alicia Vikander was the lead of that movie. She was in um, The Danish Girl. That was her story and her movie. And she got best supporting. So I don't true, know. True, true, true. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being a, a rude wrench. In the machine here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, Sam Elliott has been talked about for A Star is Born, and I, I love Sam Elliott so much ever since oh, I was a kid. great in it, too. Yeah, it's so. funny because he's not in the movie very long, but he does make an impact for every scene he's in, for sure. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, someone I think who actually might, you know, kind of subvertly steal the show, Sam Rockwell for Vice playing George W. Bush. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because have you guys he, seen the trailer for that yet? definitely could. Or? I did, I did. It looks very odd the way they play it, but I'm interested. Yeah, no, it is and, funny though. Oh, like, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna make the joke that you know it's so funny how Christian Bale transformed himself to be Dick Cheney. Sam Rockwell, they're just like, eh, just put a little gray in his hair. He looks fine, <laughs> you know, because he, you know, he could still do that perfect impersonation. <laughs> <Hot> bang. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, freaking Beale Street again because I, for some reason I haven't mentioned it from the start. But uh, <laughs> Coleman, these no, Coleman Domingo. I don't know if he can. No, no, not even Coleman Domingo. Fucking Brian Tyree Henry. He has, like I mentioned before, he has one scene. But that one scene is the most. It may be the most impactful scene in the whole movie. That's very clearly like. I can win an Oscar off this shit. Like, you know how Viola Davis was in doubt for like 10 minutes and got a Best Supporting Actress nom just off that 10 minutes? Yep. I think it could, his scene is so strong, it could do that. Okay. Wow. There you go. Well, who was it in um, that Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe? Was that American Gangster? Is that what that was called? American Gangster, yeah. His mom had oh, like right. a 30 uh, second monologue and she got nominated for that, the actress playing his mother. In oh, that Ruby D. Yeah, yeah, Ruby yeah. D. Yeah. 
which I, you know, it's it's fun to talk about, like, oh, oh, silly Academy. But if you watch her performance in that, like, hot damn, this is an amazing actress. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and uh, it was partly a legacy yeah. vote, but it was also that, yeah, it's like, hey, we remind people, Ruby Dee's a great actress. Yeah. Kind of thing, so. Yeah, and we also mentioned him earlier, but Adam Driver and Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like, like, for me, he's like sixth or seventh on my list kind of thing, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. That's that's all I can think of off the top. Although I gotta ask you, the, say, the one that's very controversial. You know, you know, you know. Just just to make me happy, Donald Glover and Solo Star Wars. Solo. <laughs> he's, not, listen, he's not good enough to win a nomination, but listen, I would like to have Academy Award nominated Donald Glover, just so I can hey go hey. I still stand this man, and he's an Oscar nominee now. Hey, Most one day that might happen. That might happen one day. So it will. Now I just gotta ask too the controversial choice that everyone's debating about. Michael B. Jordan, yay or nay? I wouldn't put him. I would like he'd be on the short list, but I don't think I'd put him in the five. Okay, at least okay. you don't have to. Th- I'd have to. Th- I'd have to rewatch it and think about it. Yeah, uh, no, same here. So for for supporting, I would put Sterling K. Brown for Black Panther if we're going to pick somebody. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's yeah. fantastic, and I like his villain. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a dad too. But I'm like, I feel you, Sterling K. Brown's character. <laughs> I feel you. And also, another one I don't think he'd be nominated because the movie wasn't great, but he was g- really good in it. But Matthew McConaughey and White Boy Rick. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, nobody's yeah, talking about that. The movie's yeah. not great, Aww. and uh, yeah, the buzz just kind of died out immediately. <laughs> but he's really, really good in it. Okay, cool, cool. sweet. Um, so then Best Supporting Actress, I know this is usually one of those very competitive fields where it's like it's a small list of actors, but it's always highly competitive between those actors. But um, any, either you guys got a big pick or should I just start first to get the conversation going? Start first. All right. There we go. I would um, also actually like to pick Bradley oh, Cooper. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> Bradley Cooper for this <laughs> <Yo>. category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> category fraud actually, you know for Bradley <laughs> Martin. <laughs> I, I can already start off with this okay, for go, Best go Supporting ahead, Actress. Regina King in freaking Beale Street. Okay, so you know, I've heard because like everyone's saying she just, well, she just won her third Emmy Award this year. And so everyone's like, yeah, this woman is a force to be reckoned with. And apparently she has like some of the biggest scenes in Beale Street for like supporting. She has maybe the most heart wrenching scene in the movie. Oh, wow. Because she goes and goes to talk with the woman who accused like her, like technically like son in law uh, of. A sexual assault but she goes to like talk to this woman and try to plead with her like listen we you don't know who did like all this whole there's this whole just scene with the two of them and i'm just fighting back tears oh, wow <laughs> like right. it was it's rough but it is but she is so powerful in it awesome and you know and it's funny because i mean it's also partly too that she's one of the major uh diverse votes because i mean it's a lot of white actress nominees out there like what Rachel Vice, Emma Stone, Claire Foy, Amy Adams, but I think Regina King would be a very strong deserving like nominee based on all the stuff I've heard, you know, for sure. Definitely. Oh yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, and also yeah, you mentioned the other one I was thinking about cuz I just saw this movie. Uh First Man, Claire Foy is great in it. Yeah, I've great. heard that. Yeah, I've heard Claire yeah, Foy is actually she's... the best in it. Yeah, I heard she's oh, not 100%. as much, but yeah, yeah. 
So, no, but, she's not. Yeah, she's not into that much. But when they give her things to do, she <laughs> commands the screen like even more so than Ryan Gosling, because Ryan Gosling is just kind of sitting there moping. <laughs> because <laughs> you know, to be fair, he has the right to, considering everyone in his life around him is dying in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one day we'll get Ryan Gosling to eat a cereal. Just <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So then, uh, any other contenders? Let's see, uh, Brad, you haven't suggested one yet. Well, who? who other than Bradley Cooper, who do you think will make it onto this? Okay, list? <laughs> let's see here. Here we go. Supporting actress. Um, you know, I love Rachel Weisz because of her voice. <laughs> I think she has the, other than um, Jude Law, she has the sexiest voice of all time. Okay. If, the, if those two ever had a baby, that's your Antichrist. That baby grows up to rule the world <laughs> with its commanding voice. <laughs> I really like Amy Adams as an actress, and I see that people are saying that she's going to be amazing in Vice. Meryl, which is funny because we we don't know much about her in Vice yet, other than yeah, she's that's in true. it. Other than yeah, she's in it, yeah. I saw Meryl <laughs> Streep's on here. I don't know what, but that's probably a nomination. Who knows? Probably. You know, <laughs> it's fair to assume. <laughs> if, if it's for Mary Poppins, like I think it is, I highly doubt it. But who knows? Maybe you know. It, it, what if they just have her name on there? And here's Meryl Streep. They'll say. And everyone just Meryl stands Street and for dot 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 dot. <laughs> dot dot dot. Just something. Oh, something. No. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Regina King. I think that Regina King has been amazing in everything that I've seen her in, and um, yeah, time to award her for it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's one here. There's also kind of like a potential. Like I, I've posed it in the previous podcast. Where, like I think she might slip in. Um, uh, oh, who's Michelle Yao from Crazy Rich Asians? Do you think that? Yes. Okay. You know that that that's a long shot, but if she was to be nominated, I wouldn't be against it because yeah, she is so good in it too. Okay, awesome. That's great. Um, oh, yeah. and a, um, uh, another long shot, Tessa Thompson in uh, Sorry to Bother You. Okay, oh yeah, 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 people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard people talk about it that much. Uh, how is she really good in the movie? Or yes, she is. Okay. and she's she's bold, and she does the she does um certain. Well, her character has an arc, you know, a lot of supporting girlfriend characters. They (laughs) don't get arcs. They're just like, I support you, protagonist. And he's like, oh, no, baby. And uh, anyways, rant over. I I agree with you. I think it also helps that, like, yeah, though, they give her they give her a lot like the girlfriend roles. But she managed to they give her a lot more depth in her characters than she does normally. Because, like, even with, like, say, like, Creed. Creed, she's still very much a girlfriend type character, yeah. but they give her a lot more than just simply like the moral support that they're usually saddled with. Yeah, her chemistry with her her counterparts is usually it's just great. Like the way she looks at people, you know, it's uh, I don't know, pretty mesmerizing. It makes you in love. Yeah. It, it <laughs> makes everyone in love with her. Thank you. Yeah, thank like you. how dare they be with her instead of me? <laughs> Well, I didn't want to say that. I'm not going to say that, but yeah, mesmerizing, uh, enchanting. There we go. She's an enchanting actress. Here's the thing. You can't say it because you already have your own full-ass family. I can. Yes. yes. (laughs) I'm here speaking for you, brother. Uh. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything because I know my girlfriend will probably listen to this podcast, so you heard nothing from me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on the couch. Okay. What what else we got? (laughs) Well, I think those are the major contenders, at least unless there's anyone else that people uh, like either of you guys have a uh, suggestion for. Well, I heard Carrie Mulligan's name was floating around, but I don't know for what. So I well, just so, like uh, her. She so. was in uh, Wildlife uh, where she was she was really good in that movie. And, and that's one of the things 
I don't know if she's counted as supporting or lead actress. Okay. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's also one of things where Wildlife is a great, great, great movie. Like, it's on my tentative top ten right now, depending on what else comes out kind of thing. But I, it's, it's just small enough that I don't think it will register much attention from people. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, anyways, on that note, let's talk about Best Actress. Uh, so, this is going to be interesting. So, <laughs> once again, shall I start? Uh, no, we can already. I can. All start. right, there we go. Thank you. Someone else can start. Like yes. we mentioned her before, Tony Collette. Yes, 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 yes. That, yeah, no, she was a firestorm in that movie. You know, that's the thing. Again, it's like, look, yes, it's a horror movie. Yes, it's a divisive horror movie. But in just terms of like actual acting ability, like the range she has to communicate throughout that whole film is phenomenal. Like you know, just from just in the dinner scene alone. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was oh, amazing. Man. And there's some like. Just even the faces that she has to contort herself into throughout this movie, they're just terrifying to look at. Like, yeah, I won't say what, but there's at least, like, a couple key shots near the end when you see her just with this vacant, like, thousand-mile stare, and you're just like, <laughs> well, oh, um, but. Yeah, and there's a lot in that script where you think, and if it was me, I'd be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this to a kid, you know? Can we rewrite this line? But she owns those horrible, mean-spirited lines, and it's you know, in the Sixth Sense, I had oh, no the- idea she had it in her. In the Sixth Sense, she was like Mother of the Year, and in this, she is not. And um, yeah, I implore everyone who's heard, it's not scary. Please go out and see this and just appreciate the amazing performance. Those people are wrong too, but you know that's just me. <laughs> but because even if it's not jumpy, scary, it's just. It makes you so uneasy the entire time. Oh yeah, no, I saw it with a really full theater in Utah. Everybody was like totally oh, wow. into the movie. Like, like <laughs> even to the point that like, there was like two scenes where um, the one you're talking about, Brad, when she uh, like not the dinner scene, but the other scene where she says some really cruel stuff to her son. Oh, ooh, yeah, ooh. that one everyone like audibly gasped in the theater when she first said the first thing. You're just like, ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was rough, but it was really really good. But yeah, so no, I I'm really championing her for being like the dark horse. Just let her get into that fifth slot. That would totally be deserving. I th- you know, Absolutely. I don't even think she's a dark horse. I think she's maybe one of the front runners. Well, it just depends on how the actual Academy votes. Because I know if it was you know popular choice, I think there's a lot of like critic and audience support for her. But it just depends on if the Academy members recognize it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Um. Another one I want to name is Viola Davis and Widows. Because it's another scene, it's another movie where she full on commands the screen literally every second she's on. In fact, she's just commanding people the entire movie, but she's so, so good. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a reason why Viola Davis is a name. She's just a great, great actress. So it's interesting because you were saying, like, how this is much more of an action role for her, right? Like, in comparison. It is. Yeah. Yes. So that's kind of a unique angle because, you know, like I said, I don't usually see Viola Davis as, like, an action woman, like, someone who's, like, a commanding lady like that, but. You know what? If she can pull it off, yeah, you know, good for her. I would totally support that. So, yes. Um, and then there's that. There's also um uh, another popular one that's especially with the buzz that she's been getting recently, Lady Gaga and Asara's Boy. Yeah. You know what? I think she's like an easy lock. Like she definitely is going to get in. So, a hundred percent. Because they owe her an Oscar for when they didn't give her the best song, right? That one year. Now, come on. Are you <laughs> saying that her song was not you know better than the Oscar-winning fantastic work Inspector? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even it. finish Spectre. I don't know, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Daniel Craig. I don't want to. You know, he's, he's no, a good it's, every, it's Bond, everything it's against just... Sam Smith, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> everything against him. <laughs> um, there's two more I'm going to toss out that I feel are 
both long shots for two different reasons. Um, one of them is Sissy Spacek in uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which I feel might be like a legacy pick. Yeah, it depends oh, okay. on if she goes for supporting her lead, but that's that's a, yeah. a contender, a possible one. And the other one, because also we've been hearing about it recently, uh, Manla Senberg in The Hey You Give. Because I've heard a lot of the praise I've also heard has been directed towards her Great. her performance in it. Yeah. Awesome. I think, it's, again, it's one of those things where it depends on how much momentum the film picks up over the next few weeks. I think that would really be a big deal for that one. So yeah, yeah, but no, hey, that's that that I, I like it when there's new blood in these races, like someone who you don't expect, you didn't see that coming, but they totally deserved it, you know, kind of thing. That that would be really really cool. I mean, yeah, even yeah. a lot of the people who are like the front runners in this race, they're all people we know, you know, they're like safe bets, people we've seen in the past, kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, that's cool, but what about these people? So mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah. so I I didn't think about that. That's actually good. That's a good pick. So uh, then, Brad, anyone else that you want to pick for this one? Or well. Let's see. Uh, I believe Saoirse Ronan's going to be in Mary Queen of Scots. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but the Academy, I feel like, feels they're obligated to nominate her anytime. Jack, she's in Jack, Jack what, what do you have to say about this one? Dry ass British ass shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, seeing a cat. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, no. This time it's dry ass Scottish ass shit. <laughs> It's a lot crustier, you know. Well, yes. me and me and my wife watched Brooklyn together, and I like watching, you know romantic little quirky movies with my wife and i have seven kids as i said um but it was horrible but they what? still nominated her i i didn't care for Brooklyn at all i thought it was boring and dry but they nominated her i, <laughs> I thought some, atonement was some amazing dry irish stuff there so yeah yep. <laughs> um dry ass irish ass <laughs> well i, I do uh, okay 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 i think i think saoirse ronan is great i thought her performance in Lady Bird was amazing i really did but sometimes she just gets nominated, and it's okay. I guess that's where we're going. Saoirse Ronan always gets nominated. Okay. Now, Brooklyn oh. was an interesting case where I saw. I actually saw that at Sundance. Like, I don't think it was the premiere, okay. but, the, but the showing right after the premiere. And I'm like, yeah, this film's good. But when I saw it up for Best Picture, I was just like, really? I mean, okay, <laughs> yeah. fine, sure. Uh, I guess <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, and I, I, I would like if... Um, Catherine Hahn got nominated as well because I saw her on that Gotham list that we just looked yes. through, and yeah, if she if yeah. she got snuck in, that'd be great because she yeah, is you know, she's amazing in Private Life. Yeah, and that's one of those things where like Private Life is so small, and I'm just like, man, if this was any other year, or if this if this had been released like a little bit before the Netflix revolution and that kind of stuff, this probably would get more of a of a spot, you know, like where it actually gets released in a theater where people could see it more, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean. I still say, people, no matter whether it's in a theater or Netflix or not, especially if it's on Netflix, you have no excuse not to watch it. Dang it. Yeah, there <laughs> you, you go. Know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know what? The one uh, – the, so there's two people. I mean, other than Glenn Close, which, you know, it's like, okay, fine. And it seems like it's going to be a lock just because it's Glenn Close, even though no one's seen this movie kind of thing. But um, yeah. the two, I think, are really big potentials, and I'm curious what you guys think. So there's Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, which people say, you know, she's really, really good in this movie. And um, I don't know if you've seen this. Had either you guys seen the Night Manager? No, no I don't uh, believe I've so. I've heard that name, but I don't remember which which one that was about. That's the one with Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie, where he's a hotel manager who gets caught up in an arms deal that he's trying to stop from Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I, did, I, 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 I watched it. Wow, yeah. why have I never? What? Oh, it's this great miniseries. It came out three years ago. It won Best Director at the Emmys, and yeah, it, um, it was like cable, I think, not like. 
You know? um, well, it was it was a uh, BBC, and then it was stream. It was uh, showcased on AMC when it came out. So. Oh, okay, I saw it on AMC. Oh, if it's a, if, yeah. it's a, if it's a series, then yeah, wouldn't it, then I don't think it get nominated for Oscars. Would well, it? no, no, no. So I'm saying just that Olivia Coleman was one of the main players in that one too. It, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, she was great. I, th- I thought you were talking about that was what she was getting nominated. For. No, 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 no. So she that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that she's building some goodwill from that and some other films. Uh, leading up to this nomination for the favorite, where she's playing the main queen of the film. So, gotcha. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I was like, the night manager sounds fucking dope. Why have I never seen? <laughs> no, I, I tell people, if you have not seen the night manager, it is totally worth. It. Like, I have tried to get Chris to watch it, and I actually sent him a copy of the of the series. <laughs> you know, he yes. he even rest minds like, I still haven't seen it, Justin. I'm sorry. I'm just like you. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at it, and also. I real I also just found out that Elizabeth Debicki, who I'm the newest person I've fallen in love with, especially after Widows. Uh, oh, also she, I think she could maybe get nominated for a supporting actress also. Um, but yeah, no. Now that she's in, I'm like, yeah, I'm fully sold. Yeah, no. Elizabeth Debicki, that was her breakout role was from The Night Manager. That's how she got the roles in Widows and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where she was that gotcha. the golden lady. So, but uh, sorry. Yes. Then the last person here I wanted to mention, and we mentioned her about her last time in the recording, but. The last person I expect to turn in a, a brilliant dramatic performance is a Melissa McCarthy. Apparently, uh, can you ever forgive me? Everyone's saying that she is amazing in that movie. So I'm just like, wow, okay. Yep, I've heard this too. Yeah, so I can't wait. I actually really want to see this movie because I remember seeing the trailer months and months back because it premiered really early. But when I saw it, I'm just like, yeah, she looks great in it. I can't wait. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so then on that note, let's talk about Best Actor. So, uh... Brad, why don't you lead this one? Well, I feel like it goes without saying uh, Bradley Cooper. Um, <laughs> Finally, a category that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> it's something I know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I really liked Ethan Hawke's performance in First Reformed, and I don't want to say that he's due because I don't think it's a performance that, well, he's due. I think it's one where he it's deserved, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, you have – there's a lot of big names well, I think this Ethan year Hawk, as well. He's only – up for one actor nomination before or supporting actor for training day right has he ever been nominated other than that I don't um, so. did, wait, he wasn't nominated for boyhood i don't think right <gasps> no you're right you're, no, you're right he was so okay so two two nominations to his name so far so okay All yeah right. you know he was in the beyond trilogy is that what it's called i haven't seen it in so yeah, long the, the, oh, the before trilogy before, before thank you thank you and they just kind of <laughs> beyond like, midnight that would be a movie like they, i'd watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they kind of ignored him for that and i'm like oh and, you know, I really liked his character. I've liked Ethan Hawke for a long time. My cousin John actually kind of looks like him. So, honestly, <laughs> I would love to tweet out, oh, my gosh, John, you won an Oscar if he wins. So, um, and it, it's such a, I don't know, I want more people to see First Reformed that actually really enjoy it. So I have the Blu-ray, so it, you know what? I will watch it next. That's going to be the one I'm going to watch and then come back to you. All right, one, so. yeah. yeah. And another one, well, well we got um whispers now nothing's really come of it yet but uh clint eastwood in the mule it, it would be fun to see him get nominated again you know i like clint eastwood yeah you know for all the reputation of him being the crazy old guy now you know we forget that he is legitimately a good actor when he puts his mind to it you know yeah yeah <laughs> crazy old guy oh. well i mean you know that's the thing. like i actually met clint eastwood literally like a few weeks before he did the uh, whole thing with the chair so (laughs) just one of those things where it's like to be you know we get the rotation of him being like the nutter like that but he is legitimately really nice dude really well up there that was just a really bad idea what he did but he's also just a really good actor you know million dollar baby unforgiven uh you know there's a reason why he is clint eastwood as you know him today you know yeah yeah 
Yeah, but then uh, uh, anyone else you want to uh, like like throw out for a couple of your picks or? Well, I would like to see John David Washington. I haven't seen the Klansman or the Black Klansman yet. <laughs> the Klansman. <laughs> but uh, John, I, I, I um, I am one of the uh, like fifteen people that does watch Ballers, and I do think that John Washington, John David Washington, really is he could. on Ballers. He is, and he's great. Oh, he's great on Ballers. Dang it, I, the show doesn't make sense. I don't understand it at all, and it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's great, and I really want him to excel here. You know, okay, and carry I didn't know on anyone who actually legacy. saw that show. So yeah. Well, like I said, I'm one of the 30 people. We get together, and we're like, "Do you see ballers?" And it's sad. Every month, one guy's like, "I'm out. I can't do it anymore." And we're like, "No, there's only like 28 of us left. I'm out, Brad." And you know, he's he's All good right, in that. Cool. So I, I'm glad to see his name. I don't want to see Ryan Gosling. Everyone who I've heard says that his first man performance is very morose, which is you know actually which I'm, is good, I'm on the list of people. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't think he'll get it. Like, I think it's one of the things where he's like maybe a seventh pick, but I think this might not be his year, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he can. Okay. Um, yeah. So, let's see. I'm try- uh, there, there's a lot of them that I'm thinking about. There's a actually, lot of contenders this year for best actor. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, again, mentioned it before, might be a legacy pick, but Robert Redford and The Old Man and the Gun, I've heard a lot of really, really, really good things about oh, that. There you go. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Uh, uh, you know, a super super long shot, but I would love to see maybe because it, like it was such a natural performance. But Sonny Seljic in mid nineties, he was great. Okay. Um, oh. uh, another one that I feel <laughs> might I feel like he's almost a favorite, but I'm, we'll have to wait and see. But Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, I think he could take it. You know, what? the the first reviews have been coming out for the movie too. Like where apparently everyone's saying the movie itself is okay, but everyone's saying that he's really good in it. So you know, he's a possible contender. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's him. There's... Uh, Wait, Shaq, there's... talking about Viggo Mortensen. You know, he's probably going to get a nomination. I, d- I hope he does it. <laughs> <laughs> With this fucking, like, the... Like, it looks like the worst stereotype of a surprise. It's something out of Gotti. It really is. <laughs> well, Actually, you know what? I'd rather see Josh Volcha get nominated for Gotti over oh, Viggo no. Mortensen. Well, Gotti is probably going to get a few nominations, but not for Oscars. Let's just say that. Listen, it'll win the Shaq Awards. Like, it'll win the awards of my heart. Oh, it's definitely going to be a Razzie winner this year. But um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Sorry to Bother You. I don't think he can make it. He might get the, uh, like what uh, Justin said, like the sixth or seventh pick. Or he'll just make it on the short list. But I don't think he can make it. But I think he, he's really, really solid in it. Yeah, he is. Um, he is, yes. And even I'm just looking at seeing if there's anything earlier in the year that we might have forgotten about. Oh, you know, another long shot. You know what? Why didn't we think about this for original screenplay, but A Quiet Place? Um. <laughs> here's the thing. I think – here's the thing. I hadn't seen it, but I know apparently it gets really stupid. But I think in terms of original content – Oh, I don't think it gets it really stupid, work. but there's just so little writing in it. Like, like I mean, here's the thing. Like, I get that not – you know, verbal you – know, like, visual writing is still writing in a script – but there's just, That's what I mean. There's so little dialogue and there's so little, like, it's a very basic plot. It's just really well directed, if anything. I think that's really, yeah. it's the directing and the sound, I think, they are the biggest credits to the story in that one. So, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, if this was a different year, then yes, I would say Quiet Place for a screenplay. But I think, yeah. I don't think it has a chance, personally. Actually, I have a, que- I have a question because yeah. we're also on this. Um, Annihilation, do you think it could get anything? No. Well, you know what? Okay, here's the thing. I'm a little biased because I really didn't like that movie very much. 
Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but if if you if you were to like be completely impartial, do you think there's any performances like I think I don't I think it'll be up for visual effects. I think that might be its only shot this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because this is saying like Cause, yeah, because this is one of the things I was, I was thinking maybe Natalie Portman. I was like, I don't think she can get best. No, no, she uh, she's done better performances. But I I actually liked or... relation a lot. Uh, Tessa Thompson. I thought was great in it, but she only had like that one scene where she got to shine mm. too, though. And even like Gina Rodriguez, I think she was maybe the best part of the movie, mm. but I don't think her performance is like a cat uh, Oscar caliber. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think she really stood. Like she was just very cartoony. It, in the film. They, they, I don't think they gave her like a, the the writing was good enough for her character. No. I just feel like the Academy hates monster movies. It's not a monster movie, mind See, you. No, because there they are love, monsters um, in it. But- they love what's his name, Alec Garland, because they gave him a bunch of stuff for Ex Machina when it came out. So oh, that's yeah. true, but that wasn't a monster. That was just, you know. Well, I, I wouldn't say Annihilation is really a monster movie. It's kind of. I feel like A Quiet Place would have a fair shot, but I just see the Academy going like monsters. Blah, get rid. Oh, yeah, you know? well, that one's much more pop culture. You know, it's very blockbustery. In comparison, yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Yeah, so I think that's more. Ad- but Annihilation is so not blockbuster. <laughs> oh no, yes, it is. True. <laughs> it's very impenetrable to a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So that that I think that's worth yeah. talking about because I know there are you know other than me, I do think there are some good stuff in Annihilation, but I'm definitely not in that crowd. So I'm like, I think there's some supporters who will try to push it this year. So okay, yeah, g- right. give that bear puppet a nomination, huh? Oh, that that scene with the bear was the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, that bear is scary as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say, as much as I was falling asleep during that first hour, when that bear came on screen, I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you're just looking at it like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah. What but um, the yeah. only people I would say, like, for potential actors that we missed, um, Christian Bale for Vice. I think that's yes. that's one of those showy ones that I think will probably be a safe nomination. The, the, the Gary Oldman one. <laughs> well, except in this one, he didn't put on a fat suit. He just put on fat. So He's dedicated. He's method. Yep. And he's probably going to have some real huge health problems in a few years because of this stuff. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one guy who I think is like a maybe just because he's getting a lot of respect in the art crowds for this performance, uh, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Have you guys heard about this one? I have not. So yeah, this I is, have, yeah. No, you heard about this one, Shaq, because it's the one from my boy, uh, Julian Schnabel. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. the, uh, the okay, Vince Van Gogh film. Apparently, people are back and forth on the film itself, but everyone's saying that Willem Dafoe is great in it, but it's such a small film that I don't know how well it will do with that. Yeah. So. And he was great in the Florida Project, and that didn't turn out. Yeah, well, hey, he got nominated, so at least, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Brad, um, outside of Bradley Cooper, who else do you think will make it on The Best Director? um all right let me see what i got on my list here again a category you're actually right on this case maybe we should let the you always no here we go here we go bradley cooper yep he's right on top of my list that's such a good song too oh yeah no it's funny though because my all the all the songs in the movie are like legitimately solid songs. I think that's a like, guaranteed like best song winner this year, like by far. No, even, the best dude, song ever that... wins. It's always something else they give it to. No, no, but like Justin, even like the pop song that like Bradley Cooper hated. Yeah, I was like, this is actually a pretty good pop song. Oh yeah, no, I thought all the music was great in it. So yeah, I have no complaints there. <laughs> He's like, oh, talking about like oh grabbing your butt or whatever. I was like, yo, listen. 
It's got a tight beat and a good rhythm, and that chorus is catchy as shit. Because <laughs> I literally caught myself like, yeah, why did you do that, do that? <laughs> dude, like, dude, Brad, go listen to that song outside of this recording. It's so good. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> so, no, Brad, yeah, though, yeah. I'll, I'll, anyone I'll else that you... that soundtrack. Um, well, you got, you got your um, usual suspects here. You know, Damien Chazelle, First Man. I hear that Mopey, Ryan Gosling aside, everyone loves how it's shot. Um, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. I know that definitely is a front runner. Um, let's see. I really hope that – I'm sorry if I say his name wrong. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Is that, is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah. Lanthimos, Lanthimos. Yeah. I mean, I really, really liked The Lobster, and I kind of sort of liked The Killing of a Sacred Deer. So <laughs> I hope I The Favorites is great. Yeah, I think everyone's that reaction to it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Kelly Shaker Deer. <laughs> you know. Well, I thought the twist at the end would Colin Farrell would be. Uh, don't, no, don't no, say no, it. no sorry, sorry. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> even speculating things that don't happen is still a spoiler, everyone. So I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, oh, Adam McKay is directing Vice. There you go. Yeah, He's a yeah. usual suspect. Um, Paul Greengrass. No, I don't think no. that should be a front runner. Uh, <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I get it. I know biases aside with 22 July, I just don't think it's his best directed movie, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Captain Phillips is my current favorite. And I oh, did see, really for me, like you know, the Bourne. You know, 93 was yeah. my pick where I'm like, that that's the best film ah, I think yeah. he's made. You know what? So. You've convinced me to try and see that, so I think I will. Did I say Barry Jenkins? If Bill Street could talk, I'd say Barry you Jenkins. You haven't yet, but I was going to say. Oh, yeah, sorry, no, that's, sorry. I was going to say, Shaq, that's got to be your top pick, right? <laughs> yeah. That's Oh, it's 100% the top pick. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know, the usual suspects are here. I'd be happy with most all of these. You know, it's funny because, like, those five, like, you know, Cooper, Caron, Chazelle, Lanthimos, and Jenkins are my pick, I think, so far, like, like for solid five. But it's it's easy for someone to, you know, get bumped out, I think. Like, you know, just, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But then, Shaq, uh, what would you say for your picks? Um, And I know I criticized it earlier, but I think maybe Boots Riley could be, like, it's a long shot, but, like, I would love to see if he does get nominated yeah, because this yeah. movie is again it's really out there but it's so original and in such an like it's it's very original in its execution i feel like they could probably get like just goodwill off of that um black Klansman because spike lee is a big fucking name absolutely uh, absolutely what else is there well they owe um, they owe him for the malcolm x debacle i think exactly and uh, and again, I keep naming it, which I li- I'm liking this more than I thought. But mid '90s, <laughs> Jonah Hill does a really, really good job. Yeah, no, I really um, want to see it. I, uh, everyone's everyone's convinced me that it's supposed to be really good. I mean, so it, com- like, yeah. it comes out this weekend, I think. So oh, well, I mean, maybe yeah, not to it, my it, theater, open, but... it opens wider in yeah this week because oh, okay. last week yeah. la- it came out last week in like New York and LA or whatever. But, yeah, and apparently it's yeah. doing really well in the box office so far. So. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, and I don't like this. I'm, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm like preemptively not liking it. But Green Book, <laughs> I feel like we might hear Academy Award nominee Peter Farrelly. And I'm not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and my boy Steve McQueen, Widows. Yeah. No, I think those are some safe bets. You know, that's the thing. Is like, I, and I can't really think of anyone else. Like, it's becoming so locked right now for who the, like, the main contenders that there's really – not a lot of wiggle room, I don't think. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, you know what? I got one more. All right, Michael Mason. And if you don't know that name, 
It's for God's Not Dead 3. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, seriously. Uh, what's his name? Uh, e from Entourage, who directed Gotti. That's the best, oh, best director yeah. by far. Uh, e from, uh, no, they won't even say his name. They'll just say E from Entourage. <laughs> That'll be his Oscar-nominated title. It's just E from Entourage. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think that's pretty much locked, I think. Because, I mean, you know, there's some other people, like, they put on predictions here, like Ryan Cougar for Black Panther. I, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like, again, John Krasinski's in that place where, like, I would love to see him, but I know he won't. Because I mean, he's to be fair, he was great directing the movie. Like, he did a really good job. But yeah, I just don't see it happening for like another. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it is. And then like Deborah Grenick for Lino Trace, Mariel Heller. For, well, okay. Here's a funny thing. So a lot of people are pushing for female directors to get recognized, and yeah. the people who you know the female directors who are in the contention, they make really good movies. I just don't think. Enough people have seen them, and I don't know if enough people would say they're the best directors of the year. So it's like yeah. one of those things: like, should they get it just because they're female directors, or because they actually really did make good movies? You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's just hard because I'm like, yeah, yeah. If this was, you know, again, if this was the Justin Awards, Deborah Grenick would totally get recognized, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, we just got to see how the Academy feels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, with all that being said. The best picture. Wrapping this long podcast up, which this has been a lot of fun, by the way. So, oh, this has been great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's just say this. Let's just have your top five picks for best picture from both of you. So, Shaq, why don't you start us off? Who are your okay. top five then, picks? Who do you want? Who do I want? Or who do I think? You know, let, let's just start with who do you want. Like, if this was the Shaq Awards, who would be your oh, top this five? Is the Shaq Awards. Okay. Top five would be uh, if Beale Street could talk, Blind Spotting, uh, A Star Is Born. So that's what that's three, three already. Yeah. Uh, Mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm, widows. Okay, that's five. Five. Woo! Actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I'll put bodied in there. I know it'll, it'll never even touch one of the Academy Awards, but I would love if it did. Just uh, just to hit people, we're definitely going to review that movie. You're going to hear us talking yes. about that very very shortly. Yes, this. you're gonna you're gonna hear me go in depth of why I fucking love this shit. <laughs> Uh, what's it called if anything the best it's got is original screenplay but even then it won't uh Aww. but yeah so those are the five that i named already so yeah okay and then or, uh, or did brad, you want 10 i think five right now just to conserve on time kind of thing but and then uh, right, brad cool. if this was the brad awards who would you nominate for best picture <laughs> uh well first reformed i'm gonna put up first i've okay. i really enjoyed it um Pretty sure that Bradley Cooper film might get in there. Um, a Star is Born. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that one we've been talking about this whole time. How do you yeah, forget that? Yeah. yeah, A Star is Born. I, I really also would like if um, Sorry to Bother You was in here. That would rock the boat of the stingy old, crustedy, monocle, pearl-clutching Academy member voter, you know? If that actually got in there, I think that would that stereotype would disappear overnight. Um, I haven't seen the favorite, but I really enjoy that guy's movies. Uh, Yogos Latimos. Um, and to be fair, the trailer looks great. So. Yeah, it does. It looks it looks funny, and then it doesn't look funny, and it looks you know <laughs> cheeky, and then oh my gosh, what's happening in this movie? So yeah, very excited for that. And um, you know, I haven't seen Roma. I've been told it'll get best foreign picture nomination, but not best picture nomination. So, okay, here's something I want to ask you about that. So, do you think that will hurt Roma, that it's officially Mexico's nominee for Best Foreign Language Film? Like, do you think I, it'll hurt its Best Picture chances? I think it will. 
Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick the more obvious choice. Upgrade will be a Best Picture nominee. <laughs> no, again, Perfect World, yes, that would be an amazing Best yeah. Picture contender. But I loved that movie. That movie made cool. me so happy. Have you seen that one, Shaq? I have not. Oh, it's 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 great B movie like midnight film. Fun, <laughs> exactly. So. Wait, which one? Uh, upgrade with the not Tom Hardy in it. Oh wait a minute. Yes, I have. Sorry, I blanked <laughs> out for a second. Hardy. I have seen. I own it. I literally, I'm literally looking at it right now in my Blu-ray collection. <laughs> yeah, upgrade's great. <laughs> upgrade is mom's mom went away to her mother's for the weekend, son. So I bought a, I got brought home some R-rated movies for us to watch. Oh, okay, dad. Is, you know? is I, I get I pass it to, literally like i think like a week or two ago i gave it to my brother i'm like listen watch this don't look up anything <laughs> and then he came back he's like yo that was that was a lot because he watched it with his girlfriend and she <laughs> she liked it except for the gore well and to be fair that is a very gory movie so <laughs> when it happens oh t- yeah that's the thing it, whew, it's a lot yeah. but it's so good yeah no so uh i mean and obviously i have my fantasy picks as well for who i'd like to see because you know, again, leave no trace. I keep saying how much I love that movie, and I just legitimately do love that movie. I think it's a really great, quiet indie drama kind of thing. But it's so small that it probably won't get a chance. Although people have been talking about it a bit more, so that makes me happy a little bit inside. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. um, in terms of ones who I think also w- might get in, I mean, Green Book is getting one of those solid, like, kind of a everyone seems to like it enough kind of nominations. So. <laughs> So, it's the it's the it's the forced crowd pleaser. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's the help nomination. You know it's like not everyone loves this movie, but everyone likes it enough to give it a best picture nominee kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's, it's so completely schmaltzy on the feel good level that it's like all right, people are gonna like this. <laughs> yeah, but then um, I think probably some of the best chances, like Lisa, Star is Born, Favorite, Beale Street, um, uh, First Man. I think it's gonna be one of those safe bets as well. Ah, boo. Yeah, but then um, I think probably one of the safe bets, too, will be Vice. Like, I think that one, you know, again, with Ooh, its political Vice, topic. Or, or not, maybe it's good. <laughs> sorry. Well, I mean, that thing is like, I liked Big Short. I think that was one of my favorite films when that one came out. So I'm like, hey, I, I can't say anything because I haven't seen this film yet. And it's hard when it's a clearly politically bent version of talking about Dick Cheney's life story. But who knows? We'll see. I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see for sure. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty safe, like... There's so many contenders this year, but, you know, again, the only one that we're not sure of because nobody's freaking seen this movie is The Mule, and I right, don't yeah. I don't think that'll get in, but who knows? Clint would surprised us before, so. <coughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, who thought that American Sniper would actually make it in when that came out? You're fair. My whole thing is, please let it not be just, like, two hours of... Clint Eastwood being justified, trying to justify himself and saying like mad slurs against like Hispanics. Did you not see the trailer? <laughs> I did see the trailer, and I know that's exactly what it's going to be. But I would hope that he has enough goddamn comments that to not do that. I mean, to be fair, the drug trade is coming through Mexico. It's not everybody in Mexico. Don't get me wrong on that stuff. I'm just saying. It's... <laughs> the, 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 there may be a couple very fine people in the, in the in the film. I could say more than a couple, but here's hoping. Here's hoping that you know, because <laughs> I know Clint Eastwood is he, he maybe not the most he's, tolerant man in the world because he has some very. He's... I, I like I love him, but he's also one of the most crotchety old men I've ever seen. It's the thing with Clint Eastwood is that yeah. he's just very unapologetic. Like he he's surprisingly liberal in the conservative fields. Like some of the stuff he said in the past, we're like, oh, I didn't expect Clint Eastwood to say that. But he's one of those guys who won't apologize for anything he says. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, I sure. said it. You can disagree with me. Whatever. This is what I think. So I'm like, okay, you know, 
if that's what you feel, I won't challenge you. I won't always agree, but I won't challenge you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I really got not much else to say about this one. It seems pretty certain at least for now we'll find out more in a few weeks maybe next month like for sure but any last minute like this is what i think we'll get in kind of picks for you guys um i already i, I already named it god's not dead three and hurricane heist those are the, the big ones <laughs> gonna push that Gotti campaign Actually, get Gotti out you, there you, know, you, you know what no yeah Gotti. Gotti's is the number one of number one <laughs> the the um, movie pass made you know movie pass be an oscar nominated studio through through wouldn't that be some shit if they actually said if it unironically got an award somehow for oh. something you know they you don't even know what if it's like best sound design from last i heard too or, uh, movie bass is still releasing sound, one sorry other sound movie, mixing so oh my gosh i got nominated i, I can't believe it you know what you know what you know what you know what it might go like this is the longest of long shots that it has but best original song because it has a Pitbull song in there. Oh. <laughs> that totally random rap song in the middle of a John Gotti biopic. Yes, a song that that's made in 2018, but it's the movie set in like 20. No, it's not even set in 20. It's set in like the 70s or 80s or whatever. <laughs> but and it's supposed to be like songs of that period. But they're in a club and you hear the Pitbull song and you're like, why is this play? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't think they know which gangster they were trying to make a movie out of in that oh, case. Man. Y'all really have to see Gotti. Like, it's to be seen, to be believed. And I'm going to legitimately buy it on Blu ray. It's like $20. <laughs> wow. That is. Very- I want to own it so bad and just show people, like, dude, this is. This is a treat. <laughs> Maybe if I see it in a bargain bin, I might justify a purchase. Like, seven bucks? Okay, I could probably own Gotti for that. But, you know. Dude, listen, I still haven't bought the Book of Henry yet, and I've been wanting to do that for almost a year now. <laughs> wow. Okay, there we go. Well, we heard it here first, folks. If uh, Gotti or Hurricane Heist get a Best Picture nomination, Shaq called it. So. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that's that's, that's, yeah. wouldn't that be special? That's the definition of speaking it into existence. (laughs) (laughs) I on the prize made it happen. (laughs) Well, we're running about an hour and a half, so I think that's a good place to call it here. Uh, Thank you, people who have been listening, and uh, thank you guys both for being on this podcast. I had a good time talking about this stuff. It's really cool. Um, Brad, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Bradley of Martin. No Ian Bradley. Bradley Cooper spells his with an E, but he's wrong. <laughs> Hashtag not all Bradleys. <laughs> yeah, not all Bradleys. And uh, I'm on the screener squad and I on the prize. So, yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, Shaq, I know for a fact you have some podcasts to promote too, but uh, tell us where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on all social media. So, like Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Shaq Excellence. S-H-A-K excellence. If you don't follow me, you're kind of a scrub, but I'll let you you should you should follow anyway. Also, you should go listen to Sequels, which is my directed video podcast with the homies over at Talk Film Society. Also, on November 3rd, I will be participating in Extra Life, where I'm with some friends from the Rooster Teeth Ontario community page. And we're gonna have a 24-hour stream. And I promise that if I hit a certain amount, I'll say I'll say if I hit two hundred dollars, I will eat fucking the the bottle of last dab hot sauce that i have shout out to hot ones and also shout out to the first episode of the gathering where they talk about hot ones oh boy so uh yeah that'll be fun and painful i've deliberately avoided using this sauce but i will do it for the kids oh, to support the kids boy. that's awesome i can't 
I can't wait to see that. You have to remind me when. It so comes. help donate, donate some money if you want to see that shit happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at my bank account if I have 200 bucks I can spare just to see that. <laughs> just to see. <laughs> That'll get us. Which, started. by the way, yeah. just to clarify, I believe sequels is two e's for the podcast. Correct? Yes, it's S E E Q U E L S. Okay. We're on. Oh, also, we're on spot. That podcast is on Spotify now. So if you want to go listen to it over there. Do it over there. If you have iTunes, do that too. Yep. Uh, also, follow us on iTunes. One of us. I'm speaking. Yeah, one of us. We're on iTunes. Go give us like five stars and shit. Yes, please. And give us good reviews. Please and thank you. Yeah, and uh, if everything works out well, I know Shaq is trying to get us on Spotify too, so we shall see. Yes, I'm. T- I wanted. T- I'm talking to Chris about it. I can't wait. That'll be great. So, yeah, thank you all very much. And uh, yeah, you know, I know Oscars don't mean everything, but it can be a lot of fun talking about them and. I can't wait. I want to see these movies. I want to know for sure who's going to make it onto the list this year. I just want to see good movies. Dang it. That's just why I do this. So thank you all very much, and uh, take care. See ya. Bye, guys.